Welcome to the Self Over Scarcity podcast, where instead of looking for more to reach our fullest potential, we embrace what has been there all along. This is a space of radical honesty, taking ownership of our fears, and deeply trusting that our intuition and lived experience is enough to get us through. What if you didn't actually need more, but instead held space for all that you already are? That is Self Over Scarcity. All right. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ruth Ann. Uh, this is Self Over Scarcity. And um, I'm a little nervous right now. I got to be honest with you. I have wanted a podcast to talk about my feelings for a very long time and uh, how it relates to our growth as people, business, entrepreneurship, all of that stuff. Um, but I have been sitting in a place of absolute fear and anxiety and really just feeling like I wasn't qualified to talk about this. But the irony is that about uh, 72 hours ago, I realized that this concept I have that I believe could help hundreds of people unlock something within them like it helped me, uh, I wasn't applying it to this specific section of my life. I was not... I was not practicing what I preach, and uh, I realized if I if I want to see the growth and change that I am looking for in life, that I'm going to have to implement what I myself think is so very important and uh, take the first step. So here we are. This is self over scarcity. I bet you're wondering what that means and why it is what it is. Uh, it's kind of like mind never matter, but deeper. So we're going to dive into it, and I'm going to tell you all about it. Self over scarcity is an ideology. Uh, framework, if you will, that I have come to identify really heavily with that in the day and age of social media, endless self-help resources, articles, quizzes, personality tests, and I love a good personality test as much as the next one, um, that sometimes we end up in this cycle of believing we don't actually have what it takes. And we start looking externally every chance we get for somebody else to give us the answer and solve our problems and fix everything. And really, we lose sight of what's right in front of us. And this is all coming from personal experience, which I'm going to take you through that today. That is today's episode is just giving you a background of why we're here, what we're talking about, and the importance of this concept to me um, as lived through my own life. So for context of who I am, um, and to give you my personality test, because I love that stuff. I'm the oldest of five. So yes, I am every bit the uh, stereotypical oldest child. I'm an Enneagram 8, wing 7. Um, and all of it is indeed true. I'm a Virgo. I'm a manifesting generator in human design. And I have a 3-5 line. So do with that what you will. Um, but we're going to hop all the way back to 2020. Um, I'm an elopement photographer. And that is something I've done for seven years now, almost. I love what I do. I'm really good at what I do. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Own own your strength, own your power. Um, and 2020 was the year of elopements, unbeknownst to us. It was shaping up to be a really big year. Um, my business boomed in 2019 in a way that I wasn't really expecting. I was still kind of newer to the scene. And um, 2019, I kind of started like really feeling comfortable in my own skin, my ideals, the way I was running my business, my processes, on all of that stuff. And so enter 2020, I'm booked up in a way that I feel really good about. And uh, COVID hits. <laughs> 
the thing that none of us saw coming. And uh, I was obviously panicked at first. And then I realized, wait, nobody's going to be able to have a wedding like they originally wanted to. I might actually be able to capitalize on this. And all of a sudden, it felt like overnight elopements were everywhere. And as somebody who was already existing in the industry, I kind of had the upper hand and I live in Lake Tahoe and I'm a local and I've been here my whole life. And so it just made sense that people hired me and things flowed so easily. My books were full. Uh, my bank account was full. I was feeling really good about where I was at in life and I was feeling really aligned with the people I was working with. And for some additional context here, I have always felt really connected to the idea of teaching and educating and, you know, coming alongside people in their journeys. And as, you know, the oldest sibling, as somebody with a really strong personality, um, I've always been the advice friend, the can you write my text for me friend, the um, I don't know what to say back friend. Uh, that has always been my placement in friend groups as the person who always kind of knows what to say. And so in the back of my mind, um, as I'm you know, gaining traction and proverbial success, I'm like, cool, I think I'm going to be able to step into education as a photographer soon. Like, I'm totally going to be able to do this. And I had, you know, people that I looked up to in the industry that I was like, okay, I, I could do this. Like, if they're doing this, I could do this. And I would go through this cycle of really hyping myself up. And then I would um, let my inner voice talk me out of it. And so we'll cut to 2021. And uh, business is better than I could have imagined. I am a little bit burnt out, but also feeling relatively fulfilled and um, just generally like aligned still with what I'm doing. And I'm like, awesome. But uh, <laughs> the thing I wasn't expecting was to still feel such an imposter syndrome, uh, despite being everything that I was. So we are getting ready to go into 2022. And I decide, all right, this is it. I'm going to finally take the jump. I'm going to do the thing. And I'm going to create a course for elopement photographers that's not about technicalities. That's not about gear, not about settings, not about anything other than having heart-centered service as the core of your experience. And I prep the course, I outline it, I get it all going. And I decide that we're launching it uh, for our beta launch on February 17th, 2022. And so I launch it that day. I get my signups for the people who want to participate in it. And I come home that night. My husband was out of town and my dog had been killed by coyotes in the woods. And uh, the whys and hows of all of that are not what we are here to talk about. I'm sure I will get into it at some point if we talk about grief. But um, very quickly, faster than I could have ever imagined, everything that I knew about life and myself was turned on its head and I was in a rock tumbler. That's the best way I can just describe it. It was it was horrible. And so I get sent into this tailspin of grief and um you know I sit in it pretty aggressively for a while and I just kind of own the fact that I'm now a sad girl and my dog died and this is heartbreaking and I don't know what to do. And then I start feeling really insecure about the fact that I'm sharing so much emotion, that I'm showing so much sadness, that I'm being so like cringy on the internet and who wants to hear this? And people unfollowed me and people told me I was too much and people stopped responding. And all of a sudden, you know, I started getting really insecure about it. So I had this cycle that I started um, at this point of trying to pretend like it was all getting better. 
and like I was going to be okay and I would go through this phase where I would be like yeah guys like I really feel like I'm coming out of it and uh you know I think we're on the up and up and I would be really active on you know the business front of things for a few days and then all of a sudden it would come crashing down and it would be worse than it was before and I would be inconsolable and right back into my dark depressive state that I actually never came out of like I said I did so this goes on for several months. I go through many, many cycles of this and we get another dog and I find some joy in life and I feel guilty for it. And I'm, you know, trying to navigate what business looks like. And I've obviously taken, you know, a pretty big step back from being as aggressive in running and growing a business um, compared to how I was in 2020 and 2021. And um, I'm kind of like, this just is what it is. I'm allowed to take time off. And it's just it's just where it is. And despite all of that, I still had a perfectly fine year. So as we're nearing the end of my first year of grief, and I want to be clear here, my first year of grief for this specific uh, experience, I, I have the belief that we all are born knowing what grief feels like on a soul level, um, just like we know joy and happiness and anger and all of those things. And um, that's a conversation for another day. But, you know, this was my first experience with like slap you in the face, try to drown you grief. And as I was nearing the end of our first year, I started to really crave a comeback story. I started to really crave being able to pop out a little over a year later and be like, I'm good. I've grown. Everything happens for a reason. It's all fine. Everything's going to be okay. I'm back in business. I'm going to crush it. And um, I just couldn't find the drive that I used to have. I couldn't find the commitment I used to have. I couldn't find anything that I used to have, as a matter of fact. None of it. <laughs> it was all gone. And I started to get so angry and frustrated and just overwhelmingly just so emotional about all the things. I just, I was expecting that a year was going to heal me. And that is the biggest lie I could have ever believed. But again, another story for another day. So as I'm rounding out this year, you know, I had given myself grace. I had given myself compassion in not being as productive or um, as involved or as business focused. And I've always been somebody who knew I would be an entrepreneur and run my own business. I've never had great success working for other people if it wasn't something freelance. And so I'm just feeling angry and frustrated and just so out of touch with my goals and feeling like maybe I'm not cut out for this. What if I can't do this? And then that all of a sudden turned into really nasty self-talk to myself um, where I would for hours just spiral into a shame cycle of trying to shame myself into different choices, into different action, into different beliefs, into different, different, different. And I started just like going crazy. I started hiring um, coaches for one-on-one -on -one sessions. I started, you know, joining Facebook groups and masterminds and downloading, you know, every self-help book I could find and like really just trying to find the answers in somebody else. And nobody had them. I would get off these calls and I would be like, yeah, like I got this. Like I could apply this. Like, yeah, this is it. So at this point, you know, we're about halfway through 
2023. I've tried it all in quotations. I have done a redo of my website. I have tried to show up more authentically on Instagram. Um, I've tried a lot of the things that they tell you to do. You know, I'm posting reels. I'm writing long captions. I'm delivering value. I created a freebie. Like, I'm doing all the things that they tell you to do. 2021 required none of that. And part of that was the climate, but part of that was just being in alignment. Um, and so I, I'm doing all these things and nothing is working. And finally, I throw my hands in the air and I say, well, fine. If it's not working, then neither am I. <laughs> I kind of resigned myself to, um, I don't want to say a lazy girl summer, but to really just stepping away from all expectations society had on me and all expectations I had placed on myself in my grief journey and in this process. Um, and I, I started doing things that had nothing to do with work and running a business. I started going on twice daily walks with my dog down to the lake uh, for hours at a time. I started foraging for mushrooms. That became a big part of my personality last year. I was obsessed with it. I will be obsessed with it this spring, mark my words. Um, I started watercolor painting. I embraced my girly side again for the first time in almost a decade. I owned my love of pink. I started owning the fact that I love Taylor Swift and always have. I'm an OG Swifty, but always felt like I couldn't be that and also be a crunchy mountain girl that had credibility. I started growing my hair out for the first time in a long time. I had kept it short, kind of as a way of being a low-maintenance girl. I started doing my hair. <laughs> I... I truly stepped away from all the expectations that I had placed on myself as a business owner and started just being. And I just, I, I really, I really took the time to isolate and identify where the issues were and what, <laughs> what wasn't working. And, and the way that I did that was by stepping away and really just focusing on myself, which I want to acknowledge as a total luxury. Um, but it also wasn't easy. And so uh, towards the end of the summer, I spent two weeks hiking around Lake Tahoe, 170 miles with my dog. Um, that was a really big deal to complete that. That was something I had wanted to do with my uh, with my dog that we lost, and I never got to do that with her. And it was a very cathartic and healing experience for me to do that. Um, and I just really, really just started taking ownership of my well-being, my overall health. I worked on balancing my hormones and regulating my nervous system. And that's so trendy if you spend any time on the internet, but it is powerful. And when I started doing all of that, and I stopped spinning my wheels, which I also want to be clear that I was still spinning my wheels. I was having like breakdowns all the time to my best friends. Um, I was panicking about bookings. I still wasn't getting inquiries. Things just weren't coming together. And um, towards the end of 2023, I finally was just kind of like, you know, I spent this whole summer getting to know myself again and rediscovering who I am and what I'm presenting is not that. And so I... <laughs> In a matter of literally 72 hours, I completely rebranded everything. I changed every piece of copy on my website. I changed my colors. I changed my layout, my design, everything. And all of the sudden, things started flowing. I started getting inquiries 
immediately. I went eight months with 12 inquiries total, two of which booked a month out from their elopements, the rest of them ghosted. In December alone, I got 22 inquiries. It was almost double what I had gotten in eight months. So I'm like, cool, awesome. We're like, this is all I needed to do. We're on the up and up. And this is me being really incredibly vulnerable with you right now. In the last two months since those changes have taken place, it hasn't done what I thought it would. I've booked a couple weddings, yes. They are wonderful people. I feel very much aligned with who they are. But I, I've been searching and craving for this 2021 version of myself and my business. I've been really trying to find this person that I used to be and bring her back to the forefront. And uh, as Queen Tay would say, uh, the old Ruthann can't come to the phone right now. She's dead. It's really dark, but um, it's true. So uh, about a week ago, in more frustration of thinking, like, I fixed this. Why isn't it working? Why are these things still not working? Like, they should be working. <laughs> I have people in my inbox. Why is it not converting? I'm good at what I do. I'm a good salesperson. I, you know, I'm starting to get wrapped up in all of these things. And like that stuff can be true. And it also can still not be where you're supposed to be focusing your energy. And uh, I just kind of had this revelation that I wasn't practicing what I preach. What I know I can teach people is different than what I'm showing people. And uh, that's where this podcast comes in. This podcast is my trust that self over scarcity matters, that choosing yourself over your fear and anxiety matters. I am scared shitless <laughs> to put this out into the world. And the irony of this is that I do have another podcast. Somebody asked me recently, it was like, when are you going to start a podcast? And I was like, well, I did, but it's not about this stuff. It's about elopements. And that's kind of my mask, you know, like Joe Bloke on the street can't really judge me for talking about something he doesn't know about. But we all know a little bit about ourselves. We all know a little bit about emotions. We know a little bit about self-healing, growth, evolution. And so to put this out there is scary. But as I have healed in my grief journey and as I have navigated my grief, crawling out of my very deep, dark hole, I had to acknowledge all of the places where I was living in scarcity. And by acknowledging all of the places I was living in scarcity, isolated in my grief, I started seeing all of the places I was living in scarcity prior to that. All of the ways that I was not trusting that I had what it took. All of the ways that I was waiting for somebody else to give me the answer and give me the go-ahead and the validation and the confirmation that I'm doing the right thing. As much as I'm the friend that you text to be like, hey, what do I say? I'm also the friend that sends the text message that I want to send to get you to proofread it. I'm also the person that's like, hey, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want them to think badly of me. My grief journey has been so transformative. I have had to, I've had to say goodbye to friendships. I've had to set boundaries with people I love. I've had to reassess myself, my relationship with my husband. We're good, by the way. 
but I've had to get really, really real with myself. And I've had to trust that by getting real with myself, I'll be able to get more real with life. So that's what this podcast is. This is the expression of a belief that I have that choosing yourself over your scarcity, over your fears, anxiety, worry is going to lead to prosperity and that one day you will look back and you won't say everything happens for a reason, but you'll say everything worked out. Doesn't mean that everything was supposed to be what it was, but it means that you developed the tools to take it as it comes, to roll with the punches, to adapt based on your needs, not everybody else's expectations. I believe fully and wholeheartedly that we are ever-evolving humans, that we are not meant to be stagnant, that we are not meant to simply exist as one-dimensional people. And in embracing myself, in celebrating myself, in getting real with myself, in being sad at myself, being angry at myself, owning my feelings about myself, it's revealed so much more depth and richness in my life. So I hope you will join me. <laughs> We're going to talk about a lot of things here. I'm not always the most concise person, so be warned. <laughs> but I do know, I do know that there are a lot of people out there who feel or have felt or are going to feel like I just shared with you. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I think that it's more important to do it scared and to take messy action than it is to protect my reputation. So to help you join me, I hope you'll come back, hit the subscribe button, leave a little review here. You can change it later. <laughs> but I've been told I have a good podcast voice. So maybe if nothing else, uh, this is just company for your morning walk. So with that, I'll see you next time.